It's time for Yes, I Can Living. Entrepreneurial women all have one thing in common. We want to consistently improve our lives to be the best it can be. I'm your host, Kathy Alessandra, and I'll be interviewing inspiring women who think outside the box, color outside the lines, and live beyond the limits of their fears. They're living all in and playing full out, creating their best life and embodying Yes, I Can Living. Hi, everyone. It's Kathy Alessandra, the Yes, I Can Coach, and I'm excited that you are back for another episode of Yes, I Can Living. You know, in a time during the pandemic and all that we've been dealing with in 2020, um, we're all looking at our mental health. You know, I talk in, in Yes, I Can Living about it being life, love, health, wealth, and business. But health is also our mental health. And today I'm very excited to have a special guest with us that we're going to talk just about that subject. Dr. Menage Bordaren Turner is a licensed psychologist practicing in Los Angeles. She received a bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of California, San Diego, and furthered her education with a master's degree in psychology at Pepperdine University and a doctoral degree in clinical psychology from the California School of Professional Psychology in her therapy practice. I'm sorry, in her therapy practice, Menage specifically uses cognitive behavioral therapy, also known as CBT, that looks at how our thoughts affect our emotions, which affect our behaviors. Therefore, one of the main focuses of CBT is to uncover the underlying thoughts, attitudes, and belief systems you may have that are unhealthy, negative, or rigid. So, Menage, Dr. Menage, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to have you here. <laughs> Hi, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, you bet. Absolutely. So, let's talk a little bit about business, and then we're going to go into the mental health side of things. So, tell the audience a little bit about um, how and why you started your business. Definitely. And it's been a journey. So mm -hmm. I did not start as a business owner. So I currently have a private practice in Los Angeles, Woodland Hills specifically for those of that are familiar with LA area. And I did not start it with having my own private practice. I did the, you know, the typical route of working for somebody else. And so once I graduated in 2012, I worked in drug and alcohol treatment centers. So I worked for uh, for uh, for a treatment center, and it was in 2017 where I when I had my daughter. She's my firstborn, um, my only child, and that's when I realized something had to change. And I think some drastic reasons like this often happens for people. You know, where they get to a point in their lives where it doesn't fit them anymore, and that's where I found myself. Obviously, therapy is still what I'm so passionate about, but the way I was offering therapy wasn't working for me. You know, I had my daughter. And I wanted flexibility and I wanted to have a little bit more say in the type of therapy I was doing. Because when you work for a treatment center or a corporation, you don't get to choose your clients, right? You don't get to choose your, you know, who's the right fit for you. You kind of get assigned to people and you make it work. So I think you get to a point where you want to have a little bit more independence, autonomy, and something that just resonates with where I was in my life. In hindsight, though, I also realized part of that, that, that was a lot of challenge I took to raise my firstborn daughter and have my sleepless nights and have my mom guilt and have my mom confusion. Like, I'm not a good enough mom, you know, look at every other mom. They're doing so good. And then raising this little baby called private practice, my, you know, my own, you know, now I'm a self-employed business owner and I have my own practice. And that's a baby of its own. So mm -hmm. looking back, I 
do think it was a bit of a you know that blind courageous thing i did <laughs> start both of these together but that's how it started for me is after i had my daughter and i was like i need something that fits my life more and private practice was it Right. I love that. You know, it's so we really need to look, I mean, many times I think in our lives, we look at our values and our priorities and where we're at and things shift, right? And while it started out one way, it was time, you know, you had that realization, it was time to, to go out as an entrepreneur, which is not an easy task. No. Certainly not with a newborn <laughs> to boot, right? I mean, yeah. And I think one of the reasons I probably, this all happened this way, I, I have to admit another uh, dilemma I dealt with, which is I got so comfortable. So before my daughter was born, I was, like I said, I graduated in 2012. She was born 2017. So for five years, I was in this, uh, you know, working in addiction field and treatment centers. And I am the one of those guilty ones. My three-year plan turned into a five-year plan. Mm -hmm. And I did not get out, uh, meaning pursue something different and do something else. And I know that fear isn't unique to me. I think we're very afraid when you just said right now, which was so true, you know, you got to, you, you know, life changes, you change, but you're afraid, right? You're afraid to yeah. change because there's the unknown. And I have to be honest, it was after my daughter was here that I finally had the okay, I have to change something. I have to find something different for me. So I know that there is a lot of fear of, of the unknown and the comfort of the comfort zone that, right. that did hold me back for a while. There's a reason why it all happened with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. There's that saying, you know, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, I mean, to grow and to, to really thrive and to take that next step. It's it, none of us find it comfortable. Right. I mean, and it, and it just, and then it's interesting how sometimes we're presented an opportunity. Well, we don't see it as an opportunity, right? It's kind of like no other choice. And so we're not forced to make the decision, but in a way, yeah. I mean, because of your daughter and everything, it, it turned the tide and you made the choice at that time to make the change. So I love that. I love that. It's important, you know, and you heard the call and made the change. Um, so speaking of that you know what has because entrepreneurship is not easy it is not a straight line it is you know as we know up down round and round what has been your biggest challenge in running your business and how did you overcome it i think there's a lot of challenges some that we already have commented on getting comfortable with the uncomfortable i think is a journey of its own um you know breaking free from our fears is a journey of its own but i think what really sums up the challenge I experienced is how little knowledge I had to, you know, to, to, to know how to run a business and to, because as a therapist, you know, you still have to figure out who do you want to serve and who, you know, what kind of therapist are you? So I think a lot of it is again, self-reflection and figuring myself out. Who do I want to show up as? Mm -hmm. um, yes, cognitive behavioral therapy is a modality, but who do I want to show up as? Who do I want to be? So it is, it's an, if I think the challenge was like getting to know myself and getting to know how I wanted to show up, who I wanted to be, what was going to be my identity. And, um, again, letting go of what I know and venturing out to something of the unknown, knowing that I was gonna grow through this experience. I think that's the biggest obstacles because on paper, it may all look easy, but there is a lot of soul searching that you do. I think when you become an entrepreneur and you yep. build something from scratch, right? You are growing with 
this business and it's going to grow as much as you grow as a person and it's going to be rich as much as you you know challenge yourself and keep yourself um keep yourself accountable and so i think the biggest obstacles was figuring who i wanted to be as a business owner and how i wanted to like set those boundaries and Mm -hmm. I'm sure this has come up in many of your, you know, episode conversations about money, right? Like, you know, not to be scared to ask people, this is my session fee. And, you know, and, and, you know, having those conversations, because I think there's also, you know, as women, we, we, you know, not, not all of us are raised with that level of confidence and comfortability to talk about money uh, versus I think truth is men are men are raised to be more comfortable with asking for raises asking for what they deserve asking for promotion negotiation right. skills right versus yep. women are taught to you know oh just you know just find a compromise just make it work right. find the middle ground make it work and and then i think as a business owner one of the things i had to learn was no i don't have to make it work i can just say what my you know what my truth is and if that other person feels comfortable there we go. There's our therapeutic relationship. We'll start. I do. <laughs> that's a, you know, that's a really a good point you mentioned because I, I can't even tell you the number of clients I work with and, um, and it's mostly women. I have a handful of men, you know, but it is that the asking for the money, they don't want to raise their rates. They're afraid to ask for the money, you know, and that, and as you know, as a therapist, right, it all goes back to what we think about ourselves and our own value and our worth and how do we work through that yes. right? and really dig into that so that we can, I mean, I, it's uh, I had done a really interesting exercise um, at one point about, you know, really looking at some of those things and it was, um, I forget who, where I'd gotten that, but it was this whole idea, for example, I don't have a college degree. And so, you know, it was like, I'm not worthy to make money because I don't have a college degree. So I'm not worthy. What's the first part? And the truth is, right, that's the second part of the sentence, you know, and the truth is, no, actually, I'm a very successful entrepreneur with more drive than many who have a college degree, right? And, and, and facing that, figuring that out, right, um, so that you can get to the bottom of why you're afraid to charge or, you know, owning your worth. Owning your worth is what it comes down to. It really does. And I, what's coming up for me right now is the imposter syndrome. Mm, I think yeah. as a business owner, uh, you know, the challenge, the obstacle we all face, no matter what business we are diving into is, you know, in the imposter, I'm a fraud versus I, I have something valuable to give. I deserve to be here or no, I'm not good enough. Uh, who am I to charge that much? Or who am I to write this book? Who am I to um, have this many clients? Uh, I'm sure there's better therapists out there or, you know, and, and second guessing ourselves and self doubt. I think those are the, those are the personal things that tie back into the business factors like money and marketing and, 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 and who do you serve? I think it all goes back to what do I think about myself? And I absolutely had to keep letting go of those self-doubt or be at least mindful when they chiming into my ear and say, nope, you're not doing a good job. I'm like, no, I'm doing as the best I can. And, <laughs> right. Right. Um, and I think those are the biggest obstacles because that's, again, the self-doubt and knowing that it's been done before. How is this any going to be any different? What do I have anything to contribute? Uh, is what really stops us sometimes to get out of our comfort zone and pursue our dreams. Yeah, 
Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about quarantine. You know, it's, uh, it is, we're recording this in September of 2020, um, although I think it's gonna air in October of 2020. And, um, you know, it's been a long, long, long year. Um, so let's, let's talk, let's have a candid conversation about that, you know, just with people and their feelings, um, you know, where things are at, entrepreneurs, you know, in particular, and, um, you know, what you see and what we might be able to, um, to do to continue, you know, being healthy, happy human beings. <laughs> yes. And, and we need that more than ever right now. We're looking for that sense of happiness and we're looking for that sense of safety. And I think... I want to start by recognizing how scary this year has been because it's been so unpredictable. As a business owner, I know that a lot of people felt a lot of anxiety because what they thought was working is not working anymore. Uh, I mean, uh, I sometimes find myself thinking like, we would have never thought that restaurants, movie theaters, malls will be closed. So you would think, oh, of course, I'll open a boutique shop on Ventura Boulevard you know, I'm sure I will get attraction. And then here you are, everything is, you know, or there's nothing indoors happening. So I think what, how we thought we could run businesses are not as applicable as it used to be. And what a scary experience it is when a lot of things is so unknown and uh, it's unlike any other. So it's like, we're not familiar with the situation, so we don't know how to problem solve. Mm -hmm. So I think there is, there is, increase i mean it just um unbelievable amount of increase in anxiety and self-doubt and fear of failure and fear of you know rejection and fear of disappointing ourselves or people around us and i i just want to first validate that if if those emotions come up i think it's the most normal reaction to have what we're going through is the fear is the anxiety is the unpredictability and what i've also notice is what you were just saying about how long it's been that it doesn't get any easier mm -hmm. that's one thing i notice people are kind of not giving themselves you know a break because they think well it's been going on for eight months i should get used to it by now and i'm like no it just because it's been going for a while it doesn't get any easier it's actually still quite messy i think life in quarantine businesses running a business in quarantine is still very messy and hard um so I think it has to start with your inventory of like, how is the, how has it affected you? Mm -hmm. um, to start with noticing and, and, and identifying, oh, and with it, I guess, take some responsibility of how has it affected you? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I noticed like some people can be very overproductive. Uh, as you know, with anxiety comes need for control and need for perfectionism. So I think people have been overly productive and some people are totally the opposite where they freeze and they procrastinate. So they've been underproductive. So I, I think it is important to, to, to take a look at how you've been responding to the quarantine. How has your thoughts been in response to it? Do you, you know, are you having more self-criticism? Are you having more comparison? You're comparing yourself to other people in your community or your, within your family members. Uh, and, and obviously checking in with your mood. Are you having more mood swings? Are you having more panic? Are you, you know, how is your sleep and, and appetite? And, and I think it's, you have to start with first gathering the information mm -hmm. and how you've been doing, how has it affected you so that we can decide 
what you want to do with the rest of the year. And I'm sure that's something that you, you often also encourage people is we don't have to, you know, we don't have to like let go of 2020 and let go of having some goals or some expectations for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we might have to ask ourselves, I, I was kind of doing the math and I think we have like about a hundred more days left of 2020, yeah. give or take. And like, what do you, what do you want it to be for the rest of that? And some of the, like one of my favorite questions to ask my client is like, what would make your life easier? You know, what, what do you want to do the last hundred days of this year that would make your life a little less stressful, a little more, you know, easier on you and, and less, and less anxious for you. And let's focus our energy on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If that means, uh, you know, every Monday night we're having peanut butter and jelly for dinner. That's what you're having for peanut butter and jelly for dinner. If that's right. what it means that your life gets a little easier. Right. Um, and, and so I think that's, that's our few things to, to, to look at. Okay. What about, you know, I'm, I'm working with, talking with a lot, and you actually see it on social media too. You know, there's a number of people I know that are just um, stuck. And I think, you know, it may be the deer in the headlights. It may be the excuses not to, to move, but, how is there something, you know, is there something that you would suggest that we can, I mean, I love the idea of, of looking, you know, being aware of how we're behaving. I mean, I know at the beginning of quarantine, I was super overproductive. And then in the middle, it was like, not so much, I'm like exhausted from the amount of work I was doing, right? And now it's like, I have found my new rhythm, you know, my new rhythm. And, and uh, but what would you suggest for somebody who's feeling stuck? Like they just, you know, I can't get the motivation up to do it or, you know, because life is going on. It is. And, and first of all, I love, I love how you walked us through and finding our rhythm. I think that's, uh, it's the ultimate goal. It's like finding what works for you. For, for specifically though, if you're finding yourself stuck, there are a couple of things that happen. One of them is, um, I think that this was something Oprah said, something about like suffering happens when we resist what's going on in front of us. So I think sometimes we get stuck because we are refusing, not intentionally, but unintentionally, unknowingly, unconsciously, refusing to accept what's happening. So one of my you know, favorite practices is continuous you know, practice of acceptance. And I know that's a very big word, and you might have to, for those of you that are listening and really wanna practice acceptance, you, you obviously have to break it down for yourself and you have to identify what it is that I'm re re refusing to, to accept. What am I resisting right now? I am resisting that the rest of the year I might still be in quarantine or I might have to be social distance. Are you, so are you resisting the, what's ahead? Are you resisting what's been? You can't get over the fact that um, the summer is over and you had to cancel your trip. Are you resisting the fact that your kids are doing distance learning at home? And so you really have to ask yourself, what are you stuck and resisting? And obviously process the feelings around it mm -hmm. because there's probably disappointment and isolation and loneliness and loss um, mm -hmm. in so many ways uh, and loss of memories we were hoping to make, loss of connections. I, I, I know people, for example, had these goals, right? Every September when my kids go back to school, I'm going to, you know, uh, start a new hobby or, or, or apply for this one job I've been postponing. Now you have to grieve the loss of that being postponed or delayed. So mm -hmm. obviously I think with being stuck, there are some things that you have to process 
And then one of my, my other favorite tips to share with people is, have you ever been in this point in your life before? Obviously with quarantine, it's an obvious no, none of us have been in quarantine before, but I bet if I think hard enough, there has been a point in my life where I felt stuck before. Mm-hmm. And then ask yourself, like, how did I handle it? What did I do or how long did it last for me to get unstuck? And do I want it to be that long this time too? And, and then, you know, really rely on your personal history and your personal toolbox to help you get unstuck. And I love this kind of approach because it really helps people know that the answer is within them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, there has a point in your life you've been stuck before, some shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're stuck because you ran out of gas, you've been stuck before. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, you've been stuck because you left the keys inside and you know or you left the key somewhere and you you're standing outside of your house and you're stuck you, you've been stuck <laughs> even in those very minor 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 ways you've been stuck before and what did you do you probably had a self talk that said all right let's see how we can fix this mm-hmm. and then you got unstuck and you made the calls or you knocked at your neighbor's door but that was the self-empowering thought you had that said all right let's now find a solution so pull that tool out of that toolbox and apply it here. And again, I think it could be very uh, self-loving, self-empowering to look at our personal history and look at our personal challenging moments, ask ourselves how we overcome them, and then see if we can apply the same ideas today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. It's fantastic. You know, Ryan, I mean, that the, the mantra, that is kind of how the mantra, yes, I can was born and which is my mantra. And that's why we have, yes, I can living. And it's all about saying strategic yes is an abundant nose, but, but you know, when you're facing that fear, that doubt, that anxiety, and you're the uncertainty and like, yes, I can do this. I can do this. Right. And finding that way. I love that. Thank you. So let me ask you this, um, back to business for a second. Um, you know, when you're looking at, you know, where your business is now and how things are going um, and when you started, is there something your current self would tell your uh, newly entrepreneur self, something that you wish you knew when you started your business that you know now? Wow, that's a great question. There's actually a lot in hindsight being 2020. <laughs> right, always, always. Uh, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this very authentically. I think I would have put myself out there more. Mm-hmm. Okay. It really wasn't after, since March where, you know, March 15 here in Los Angeles that we felt a, a, a very clear kind of quarantine lockdown where obviously we all went online. And so we're all trying to connect with our communities through social media platforms. And we're doing, you know, live uh, live, you know, uh, Facebook lives and Instagram lives. And I've seen how, how, how helpful it is for me to grow as a professional and obviously how it nourishes the relationships I have. And I think what I wish my younger self or, you know, my younger business self would do is to put myself out there more and not to let that, uh, fear of, Oh, I'm going to sound silly or I'm going to sound really, you know, uncomfortable and I don't have anything to say, or it's been said before and not let those self doubts get in the way. I think the best advice and the one I'm really trying to practice now, because how does the saying go? Uh, better late than sorry. So, <laughs> so it's never too late. It's never too late to, to go ahead and do the things and no matter how uncomfortable they are. So. Right. 
Love it. Wonderful. Awesome. So I am sure there's some people listening who are like, I need to connect with her. So how can people find you? How can our listeners find you? Well, there are so many different ways they can actually find me. So I'm going to try not to overwhelm anybody. So I'll give the first the website, which is embracingyoutherapy.com. And for Instagram, they can find me by Dr. Minije. So it's dr.minije. And I do also have a YouTube channel if they wanted to watch any of my short tips on mental health and anxiety. Um, and so they can also find me on Pinterest now. Awesome. Okay. I love it. I love it. Fantastic. Well, I hope you all will connect with her. Um, she, you've got a, um, a, isn't there a five day, uh, there's something on your website, right? A five day challenge or yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, thank you. Yes. So if you visit my website, it's actually on my home homepage and a few other places around the website. It's a five day challenge to become from anxiety warrior, uh, warrior to a warrior. So instead of worrying about anxiety, you will become the the warrior that uh, overcomes anxiety. It's a five day challenge. So for five days in a row, you will get tips uh, on how to overcome anxiety. Love that. Love that. I, I, I signed up for that. I think y'all, y'all need to get over there and, and uh, let's, yeah, be warriors for sure. Yeah. So the final question I ask all my guests is what makes you a yes, I can woman. I think it's my self love because oh, in order to show myself love, I have to say yes to my dreams, yes to my strengths, and yes to the gift I have, and, 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 and give myself permission mm -hmm. to say yes. I love that. I love it. Well, you were definitely a yes, I can woman. I'm so honored. Thank you so much for joining us today and having this conversation about, you know, our mental health, because I think it's, you know, people don't understand that many of us are going through the, the same kinds of feelings and challenges and knowing we're not alone. And then some tips on how to really work through it to become aware and, and work through it. So thank you, Dr. Menage, for being with us today. I really appreciate it. And um, to all of those listening, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week with another episode of Yes, I Can Living. Be sure to opt in at yesicanliving.com where you'll get our uh, weekly newsletter with links to our various podcasts and articles. And you'll be able to subscribe for our free first preview issue that'll be coming out just before the end of 2020. So until then, I hope you have a wonderful day and we will talk to you soon. Here's to living your yes. Bye-bye. <laughs>